Welcome to the Jimmy Athletics Podcast, the week of February the 3rd. I'm John Johnson, your host. We'll just have one podcast this week because I'll be out of town later this week. But a lot going on. We'll recap what happened this weekend, look ahead to the week ahead. And the week ahead starts today, Monday, February the 3rd, as the Jimmy women's basketball team will travel to presentation in their last non-conference game of the year. That'll be in Aberdeen at 5.30. And then at home on Tuesday night, the men's wrestling team will host Dickinson State in their last home wrestling duel of the year. That'll be at 6 o'clock at Harold Newman Arena. Certainly hope you can join us for that. Then on Wednesday, our last home games of the week will be Wednesday night, an uh, important GPAC basketball doubleheader as we're taking on Mount Marty. Women's game starts at 6, and the men's game starts at 8. Well, we've got some interviews coming up. Uh, historic weekend for Jimmy Men's Volleyball as they swept their first two matches in Sioux Center, Iowa, on the campus of Dort University, defeating Dort 3-1 to and Viterbo 3-1. to We've got some great post-match sound of that. We'll also talk to Danny Neville, men's basketball coach, who won his 100th game last week. They didn't play on Saturday, so he had a little time to reflect. We caught up with him on that. And then this weekend is the WCWA Women's Wrestling Collegiate Championships. That's in Atlanta, Georgia. We're going to talk to Shauna Kemp not only about this big weekend, but of course coming up in March in about six weeks, uh, five and a half weeks actually, the University of Jamestown will host the second annual NAI Women's Wrestling Invitational. We'll talk to head coach Shauna Kemp about that. But first, let's t- go back to this weekend, the historic beginning of Jimmy Men's Volleyball. Again, they went to Sioux Center, Iowa, defeated Dort 3-1 and Viterbo 3-1, and we caught up with head coach Riley Salmon after the win. We're the head coach, Riley Salmon, and coach, you know, all those months of practicing, you finally got to play, you went 2-0, what's your reaction? And we're ecstatic. You know, the hard work paid off. You know, it's uh, all the recruiting. What's really, for me, really cool to see is the kids coming here and believing in our program, our university, and the stuff that we actually said to them. And it uh, came to fruition today. It looked a little bit, a little bit janky at times, but, you know, we played pretty solid. You guys had a tough task. I mean, your first match, you're playing against a Turbo team was already, or excuse me, a, uh, a Dort team who's already played. They're playing on their home floor, and you guys jumped on really quick. Yeah, we, uh, I think that, the try match is a little bit of a tester. Um, we came in, they played, I think, four or five matches already as well. So, yeah, they were they were ready for us. I told them they played last night. Um, they lost a hard-fought match in four, in four sets. Told the guys they were going to play hard no matter what. Um, we came out, and, you know, we, we actually pick, picked it up a little bit after the second set. You win that match, you got to come right back and play a back-to-back match and play Viterbo, a team that maybe when you look out on paper, you're better than, but you are playing back-to-back matches, and it's hard to replicate that in practice and then actually have to do it on the court. Yeah, absolutely. You could tell the guys were whipped. You know, they were tired. You could, I could see it in their face before we even started. Um, challenged them to be good over time, uh, and we were. We were pretty good for the most part. I thought we played really clean except for the last part of the third set. So proud of the guys. Obviously, you got a couple leaders out there, junior college transfers and Clark Steele and Braden Newman, but a lot of freshmen, and it seemed like guys stepped up all over the place. Yeah, we had a meeting with those freshmen, and we told them they're not really freshmen. They're like sophomore or juniors that they want to do what we want to do, which is win the conference and try to advance the national tournament. So they've embraced that role. They know that they're going to be counted on, and um, we put that pressure on them in practice every day, so I think that they're really responding into that. What were you happy about today, and what are some of the things you need to work on? We got to work on our, our freshmen, especially with the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of the game. They, they take it a little bit too much to their head, uh, just understanding that it's one point. We're not going to get points back in bunches. We can only play one point at a time. I was really proud of the way the guys competed and their serve and serve receive. After the match, I caught up with a couple of the Jimmy veterans, if you can describe them that, a couple junior college transfers. 
One of those was Braden Newman. Braden is libero for this team, a transfer from Orange Coast Community College. And here's what Braden had to say about the debut of Jimmy Men's Volleyball. We're talking with Braden Newman after two wins today to open not just the season, but start the entire program. Uh, what, what did it feel like today getting those wins? Uh, it was pretty pretty unreal getting to start off with the, the two wins for the season. So just glad we came out with the wins and it feels good. Obviously, it's been a long process. You guys have been practicing for months. Did you? Did it kind of feel like you wonder if this day was ever going to come? Yeah. Was, all the work paying off is uh, really feels good, getting those two wins. So been really grinding out in the offseason, so we're excited for season. You know, there's practice, but then there's playing a game. And obviously, it's much different, and everybody's new. It's a whole new team. How do you think things gelled together today? I thought that it gelled as well as we could. So, and it's only going to get better throughout the season. So it was a good way to start the season. Obviously, you've got one of your former junior college teammates with you, but you guys have had to really build chemistry. How's that process been going during the offseason and now leading into the season? Uh, it took a while in the beginning, but um, definitely just hanging out and practicing every day. It's really brought the team together with some good chemistry. You're an, uh, you're an uh, Orange Coast uh, Community College former student athlete. Obviously, the... The, plane, the helicopter crash, a lot of focus on Kobe, but obviously a big part of that, your community at Orange Coast was lost. Have you talked to some of your former teammates and some of your friends back there, and I'm sure that's been, been tough on you. Yeah, no, it was definitely tough hearing the news, but um, we're just, I don't know, we're just sad, but, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. He, he's a great guy, and we're just kind of living his memory. So 2-0, you guys play again next week. What are some of the things you guys have to work on this week to get ready for next weekend? Uh, we just got to dial in the ball control and just siding out. As we mentioned, two junior college transfers on this team. The other one is Clark Steele, at least in the starting lineup. More than more than two junior college transfers on the team. But in terms of the starting lineup, Clark Steele, the other starter on this team, along with Braden Newman, they were teammates at Orange Coast Community College. Clark, an outside hitter, had a couple of big matches over the weekend. We caught up with him to see what his reaction was. Well, with Clark Steele and Clark, obviously you're a junior. You've been through this before, but still it has to feel pretty nice after all the months of practicing, new team to get a couple wins. Yeah, it definitely feels good uh, seeing all the hard work pay off. Got a couple wins here to start our season off. So, yeah. What's, what's it like having a, just a ton of freshmen out there and then you're, you know, you're a junior? What, how do you see your role on this team? Well, it's fun having those guys out there because there's a lot of young energy. Uh, the guys are pumped to be out there, to pump to play volleyball. Um, so it's really fun to just be uh, around those guys. Uh, keeps me younger than I younger than I feel, at least. <laughs> so yeah, it's a good time. Talk about your journey to Jamestown, North Dakota. Obviously, you're from California. You played junior college volleyball. What brought you to Jamestown? Uh, well, I was playing volleyball at OCC, a small or, or a junior college uh, in Costa Mesa, and then Riley Salmon uh, recruited me from the beach, actually playing an AVP tournament. Um, and then I just wanted to be coached by someone that had seen such high level volleyball. And I just kind of fell in love with the campus and the program. So that's how I'm at. When you, when you start off 2-0, and it can't start off much better than that. But what things did you like about what happened today? Or what are some things you guys think you need to work on? Well, obviously, we need to work on uh, not dropping uh, our third set, which I think happened twice. Got a little lackadaisical there. We need to keep our focus up the whole time. But I think we did a good job of playing good in-system volleyball. We played our game, uh, our game plan. So we were able to execute that the whole time um, and then able to bounce back from losing out those set threes and winning them in four. It was good to see. You mentioned you played at Orange Coast and, and so did Braden. And 
obviously the helicopter crash with Kobe Bryant, but also a big loss for Orange Coast as you lost your baseball coach. And I'm sure you're familiar with those guys and that whole situation. So what's it been like for you? Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been obviously really hard, really sad to see, um, especially so, people that are so close to me were so close to him. Um, so uh, the whole Orange Coast College family is a family. That's what it is. So we, we have a saying, part of the crew, part of the ship. And we, we uh, kind of hold to that. So when one of our own goes, one of our own is hurting or needs help, uh, we, all, we all are kind of there for him. So good to see that, I guess. Reference I wanted to make, of course, was to Orange Coast Community College baseball coach John Antebelli and his wife and daughter who were killed in that terrible helicopter crash that also took the life of Kobe Bryant and several others. And both Braden and Clark were at Orange Coast Community College and new coach Antebelli and of course, a tough time for everyone, but especially for those two Jimmies who competed there and now part of the Jimmy family and certainly taking them in and, and their reaction to that was, was heartfelt. So speaking of men's volleyball, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about what's coming up this weekend. And one of the things that's coming up is the Women's Collegiate Wrestling Association National Championships on the campus of Life University in suburban Atlanta, Georgia. And what this tournament is, is all the women's collegiate wrestling teams, no matter their affiliation, coming to one spot and competing for a championship. And the University of Jamestown will be headed there. And we caught up with Shauna Kemp to talk about that tournament and the progress of her team as they focus on this tournament, the conference championships, and the NAI championships hosted here in Jamestown in March. Okay, we're here with the University of Jamestown women's wrestling coach Shauna Kemp and coach... Big competition coming up here next weekend, WCWA Nationals in Atlanta. Talk about the significance of the WCWA event. Well, the WCWA event uh, was really kind of the start of collegiate women's wrestling in an organized manner, and it has always been kind of the the big thing for everybody. All divisions, NCAA, NAI, JUCOs, everyone comes together, and it, it's the toughest, has been the toughest tournament uh, in college women's wrestling, and it's what everyone had worked for um, for 15 years. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a big deal for our girls, especially girls who um, aren't freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors, who that was the only tournament they had, and they didn't have the NAI tournament. You obviously have experience as a coach and as an athlete at the WCWAs. Talk about maybe some of your, your fondest memories of WCWA. Uh, yeah, so... You know, I was pretty successful within the WCWA, and I would say probably it's interesting. One of my fondest memories was when I lost and I took second in the WCWA, but it was to uh, Helen Morales, who's uh, an Olympic gold medalist, and we're good friends. And we went into the tournament, and we didn't know we were going to be in the same weight class, and we're just kind of like, oh, well, I guess we're wrestling each other, and, and we had a close match, and it, it was just it was a cool experience to have. Let's talk about your team. Obviously, you've been competing pretty much all year, uh, came back from the break, and you've had a couple competitions. And talk about the progress of your team and what are your goals going into next weekend? Uh, so our team, actually, when I first started here, we were around 20th in the WCWA, and um, we have moved up significantly. Last year, uh, we were 10th, and we're hoping to be in top five, maybe top three this year. Uh, expect to have several All-Americans and hopefully one or two champs uh, 
And that's kind of the expectation for our team at this tournament. And, and hopefully we come out of it with a couple Olympic trial qualifiers. So who are some of the young ladies we need to be watching out for? You said maybe a couple of champions, some All-Americans. And, of course, if you win your weight class, you're going to advance on to the U.S. Olympic trials. So who, who are some of the people you're hoping can really have a, a breakthrough next weekend? Uh, so our senior, Miranda Velasquez, uh, she, she has a really good chance in winning the tournament. She's at 155. Um, Agatha Andrews, who's a, senior, or a sophomore for our team, um, she's kind of been bouncing back and forth in the rankings between one and five, and it's just that deep of a weight class. She's at heavyweight, 191, and in one week she beats this person, another week they beat her, and, and they're just kind of going back and forth real tough matches. And then uh, at 116 we have Maya Blackston, and she's been she, she's ranked around third, but she definitely has the potential to win the, win the tournament. You mentioned some of those names. Let's talk about some of the places your young women are from. You know, women's wrestling is is interesting in that obviously there really isn't much girls high school wrestling in the state of North Dakota or in our area, but it's certainly starting to grow. But where do you have to go to recruit from and where are some of your young women from? Uh, so we recruit from the West Coast a lot. Um, it's, it's pretty interesting because we can recruit from anywhere, but for me, uh, I have – a lot of the connections in the West Coast because that's where women's wrestling really started to develop. So a lot of girls from California, Texas, um, and we just have a pretty wide variety of girls on our team. I haven't really broken to the East Coast too much. Uh, in Michigan, we, we do have a girl, but Alaska, California, Washington, Texas, uh, and then a few from Minnesota here and there, and, and just, kind of, just kind of all over the place. Who are some of the other really tough teams to watch out for? Obviously, as you said, it's not just NAI teams. It's women's collegiate wrestling at every level. So who are some going to be some of the top teams that you're going to be battling with next weekend? Uh, so Simon Fraser has always been a top team, and, and they're in Canada. Um, they've won several WCWA titles, and, and they always bring a really tough team. So they're a big contender at that tournament. Um, and then Life University, they're, they're one of the top-ranked NAI teams who – who will be a tough competitor for us in Campbellsville University. So those are really the teams that that are you should look out for. So obviously you've got this event, and then you've got uh, the Kansas Collegiate Athletic Conference competition, your conference championship coming up, and then, of course, hosting the NAI Women's Invitational here in about six weeks. So this is really the time of the year where things, I guess, get pretty exciting for you. Yeah, exciting and, and really busy and just – with the team, it gets really busy for them. Just we got to pick up our intensity. Um, I don't. I, I give the girls a break. So uh, when we come back, we really push it hard. We have multiple practices and and really just prepare them for each of these individual peaks. Obviously, you want to peak for the WCWA. You want to peak for conference, and you want to peak for NAI, and and that's what we're working on. Well, it was great catching up with Coach Camp and talking about the WCW. A nationals coming up this weekend in Atlanta. And again, March 13th and 14th at Harold Newman Arena here in Jamestown. The University of Jamestown will host the NAI Women's Wrestling Invitational for the second consecutive year. We're going to pivot one more time. This will be our last interview of the Everything Jimmy Athletics podcast. We're going to talk to head coach, men's basketball coach Danny Neville. He won his 100th game last Wednesday at the Corn Palace in Mitchell, South Dakota. They actually had Saturday off. He had a little time to reflect before we host Mount Marty College in a huge doubleheader here at Harold Newman Arena this Wednesday, and we caught up with Coach Neville 
to talk about his 100th victory. Okay, we're with head coach Danny Neville. And, and Danny, you know, interesting, you you win your 100th game, then you got a week off um, before your next game. So I'm sure you've had time to think about that. What, what does winning your 100th game mean to you? Uh, it means a lot. I mean, all those alumni that, you know, my looking back on my first year, I mean, you know, there's just been a lot of good players that have played for me and um, a lot of good assistants. You know, after the game, I text all the players, all the assistants, and, you know, they, those guys make me look good. So, Obviously, you'd love to do something like that at home, but to do it at the Corn Palace against the number-ranked team in the country in a place that's really hard to win at, that had to make it even a little, maybe a little bit sweeter. Yeah, I mean, I, I, a place I've never won, for one, and number two, you know, looking back, you know, that was probably one of our, one of my special games. And, you know, last year, the most special game we had all year was at Morningside. And then this year is at Dakota Westland. So um, I'm just, I guess we're just road warriors. <laughs> I don't know, but maybe, maybe sometime we can get something special at home. You've had a lot of injuries, illnesses. I think it's been well documented, just hard to get all you know, 12, 15 guys healthy at the same time. You're, you're still not there yet, but you feel like you're starting to play your best basketball here at the end of the year? Oh, 100%. Um, you know, it just we got on a roll there. We had everybody healthy. Um, and then Brock right before that door game comes up, and, you know, he, he's been bothered by spasms since. And, you know, he I don't know when he's going to play, but um, just the overall – um, attitude and you know confidence of our team is just different and you feel like everybody's on the same page and we're flowing again and um, you know we had a couple my, couple of my family members come to the game at Dakota Westland and they said you know you, you kind of looked like you did last year just how you're playing together you're being tough you're playing better defense and you know you're just you're grinding it out and you know we weathered the storm with Ty Hoagland um, you know, he's one of the better players in the league, but he, he went off there and I felt our guys just, you know, were just calm and and they didn't get rattled. And, you know, I was just super proud of them. And we just got to keep this thing rolling. Morningside finally lost the game this weekend, but they've got a pretty big lead. But after that, it is a total crapshoot. You've got six games left. You've got Mount Marty at home on Wednesday and, you know, I've never been around a coach that didn't say every game was a big game, but these six games, I mean, you could end up anywhere from eighth to second. It's just, uh, it's a crazy race this year. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, it, it kind of hurts our league a little bit just because we're beating everybody. But, um, you know, you look at two through eight, there's not much difference. And, you know, you, you look at all these storylines and it's hey, Hastings upsets Dakota Weston. Well, is it really a... Is it really an upset or Jamestown upsets, you know, Dakota Westland? Is that really an upset? Um, so we, you know, we're going to concentrate on every day, um, getting better at practice and, you know, taking it game by game. But, you know, everybody's like, well, if you go four and two and, you know, you go three and three, well, we're not looking at that. We're going six and oh. So in, in our minds, we're going six and oh. We're, you know, we're not going to worry about other teams winning losing we're just going to concentrate on us winning ball games you've got mount marty wednesday night you lost to them down there obviously they're a much improved team over a year ago they've got a new head coach what's got to be different for you this go around um they're short a couple of players from from the first time we played them so um they're you know they're so tough um they're tough to guard they got guys you know they got guys that 
I'm not sure how you can guard him. Um, and Chris King is leading the way, and he's unbelievable. Um, he's one of the better guards probably in the country. And, um, you know, Isaiah has been excited about that since, you know, we were done with Dakota Wesson. So, you know, he's going to give a run at it. And um, I just think we're a better ball club um, than we were when we played him first. Um, you know, guys are playing differently. Jack Talley's playing, you know, like he can. And um, Terrell's playing a lot better. So I just I, I feel like we're playing a lot better as a team. So I think it's going to be a different ball game. One last thing I wanted to mention before we wrap up this edition of the Je- Everything Jimmy Athletics podcast is the Jimmy women's basketball team on Saturday. They had a standalone single conference game in Harold Newman Arena against the College of St. Mary, a really important game. Of course, they're all big down the stretch of the last three weeks of the regular season. And the Jimmies who trailed really almost the entire game came through in the fourth quarter for a big 56-52 win. Corey Hickman, the junior from Morris, Minnesota, had a three-point play with 52 seconds left to give the Jimmies a 53-52 win and eventually uh, winning 56-52. They trailed by as many as 12 points in that game before taking their first lead at 39-38. And uh, the Jimmies really just battled back and did what they had to do. And that was a really, really important win with them. They were without their leading scorer uh, in that game, Hannah DeMars, and, and they had to overcome that. They did a great job of overcoming it, struggled shooting the basketball. But again, they found a way to win, which is the most important thing. So again, this week, a lot going on. Uh, again, tonight, on uh, we're taping this on Monday, February the 3rd. The women's basketball team will be back in action. They have a very big, busy week. They're at presentation for their last non-conference game of the year. And then at home, Tuesday night, men's wrestling in their final dual match of the season, Tuesday night against Dickinson State at 7 o'clock at Harold Newman Arena. Wednesday, the basketball teams will be at home against Mount Marty University. On uh, Wednesday, the women's game at 6, the men's game at 8 o'clock. And then basketball will continue. They will be on the road Saturday where they will take on Hastings College. So a very busy week, especially for the women, as they have three games this week. We mentioned men's volleyball Thursday. They'll be at the number one team in the country, Grandview University, who is hosting the national championship. That's Thursday at 7 o'clock in Des Moines. Then Friday they will take on Indiana Tech. And then Saturday they will take on William Penn. So they jump uh, right back into it after a good start uh, to their program history this past weekend. Again, the WCWA Nationals for Women's Wrestling will be in Atlanta, Georgia on Friday and Saturday. And track and field will be at the Bison Open Saturday uh, in Fargo if you want to go over there and check that out. So, again, a very, very busy weekend for all Jimmy Athletics. You can catch up on all the details of this week's action next week. We'll tape our next podcast next week. We'll catch up with everything that happened over the weekend and preview what's coming up the following week. So thanks for listening to the Everything Jimmy Athletics podcast. It's available on Spotify and Anchor and hopefully on iTunes very soon. Mention it to all your friends and other Jimmy alums and fans and make sure and tune in every week. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll catch you next week. And remember, go Jimmies.